0: And it got, like, really bad for a while a few months ago, and I, like, asked my doctor about it, and she was like, does it only happen when you stand up? And I was like, yeah, basically. And she was like, well, it's
1: fine, then. I was like, mm. Right. That, well, and that's basically what my doctor said, too. She was like, well, your blood pressure's normal every time I check it. I'm like, yeah, but except for when I when I blacked out and it was, like, 70 over 30 or something. This is like this is like the little taste of
0: what it must be like to be Charles Leclerc, being like you guys. (laughs) Like, please, I promise you, I'm in the car. It sucks, and they're like, we are checking. Let's ride.
1: So let's ride. Let's ride.
2: God Good. It is the sound of a vintage lemon lime seltzer because I'm recording from the roof today and didn't go to the bodega. I went to the refrigerator where we have these uh, cans of seltzer and I have cubes of ice. I'm Jesse from the internet. Keelan from the internet is not here because uh, this is our F1 show. I don't know why I said her
1: name. Britt is yeah, here. Hi, Britt. I mean, look. If Keelan wants to join us, she's always welcome. But I think Gee, she has thus far avoided the silent, the siren song of the Eurotrash. So I feel like we could get her. Oh, I feel like
0: we. could. is probably-
2: also here. Hello, Addie. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm
0: drinking a Starbucks canned nitro cold brew today and eating some <laughs> Prego chicken noodle soup. So it's a really
1: chic grocery store experience over here. Okay, you know what I miss? I miss the bottled Starbucks cold
0: brew. Is that Is different than the, nuts? like, little frappuccino, the, like, glass-bottled
1: frappuccino things? Yes. It, they had Is that it not, was, not like, in
2: the supermarket?
1: The only place what? I ever got it was the, like, little sort of bodega-y place at the train station on my way to my old job. <laughs> so I mean, it's been I discontinued. It- yeah they that may have been the only place i ever saw it now that i think about it but it was good it was there was one that i used to get that was like fig and sweet cream or something and it was like delicious actually it's and it's not the same as the canned ones they whatever the formulation is is different i will say i
0: really like these canned ones this is a vanilla sweet cream one and it does it does the trick for me
1: I think I may actually like the Starbucks canned or bottled products more than I like actually going to Starbucks.
0: No, I think that's fair. I always buy the like canned cold brews or canned like espresso and milks at the grocery store and I love to whip one of those out on in an afternoon. But the real thing They're great. My real treat is, you know, the lock, the the canned La alum lattes.
1: Oh God. They're so good.
0: I live for those. I literally can't even buy they're them amazing. all the time because they're like so expensive. And if right. I get on a kick, it's like, I need like two a day, like endlessly.
1: Yeah. There, there is no number I can purchase that feels like it's sufficient once I've like cracked the seal on that. Well,
2: I've not had this, uh, but it sounds delightful, and I will give it a shot. Uh, what else you is it?
0: absolutely showed Jesse.
2: I, I have no segue. I, at some point, had a segue, and we bypassed it, and I lost it. So I'll just... Uh, here it is. <laughs> there's, there's news of the world that needs to be discussed, and it's baseball. And maybe this is why Keelan is on my mind, because she's also a baseball person. And also the letter K. K is for Keelan, and K is no longer for Kissinger, because he gone, Uh, so we have this baseball news statement from the new york yankees
0: stop it stop it
2: passing of former united states secretary of state henry kissinger the yankees are profoundly saddened by the passing of former united states secretary of state henry kissinger who performed varied and very vital diplomatic and advisory roles throughout his distinguished career. A lifelong friend of the Yankees organization, he was a frequent welcome guest of the Steinbrenner family at Yankee Stadium. We offer our heartfelt condolences to his family, friends, and all who had the privilege of knowing him. He will be deeply missed.
0: Yeah, this is one of those things where just- it's just like, who asked
1: you to put a statement out about Henry Kissinger? Like,
0: you're on baseball team.
1: I, I will I will say, first of all, as a resident Yankees fan, Jesus Christ, can we not do this shit? You're so fucking embarrassing. My God. You continue to employ Aaron Boone. You made me watch The Desiccated Corpse of Aaron Hicks for months longer than I should have to. And then you add insult to injury and do this shit. It really yeah, I mean from that though. I, I do feel like it's like just such a, such a perfect encapsulation of rich people existing on a different plane of reality than the rest of us. Yeah, Cuz the like the rich establishment have been buddy buddy with Kissinger for the you know, for forever. Like the, the he never experienced any real like social opprobrium from hit the the set that he chooses to care about. Chose to care about past tense. Um, Uh we, mile. everyone else is like, so that's, that's a, that's a war criminal. You, you, you realize that's a war criminal. Are we clear on that part? Like, I don't believe that the Steinbrenners are clear
0: on the fact that he's a war criminal whatsoever.
1: No, they're, they're absolutely not. And I just, uh, as a, as a fellow corporate communications and marketing professional, Uh, My condolences to the entire Yankees com staff who had to put that together and release it while just, like, I'm sure wanting to launch themselves into space while they had to hit post.
2: At least they had to have had that prepared uh, well in advance because it's not, like, coming. I think what what hit me when I saw that statement online this morning uh, was how long i spent explaining to people like yeah i you know grew up rooting for both the yankees and the mets it's just how i grew up and how i was raised and like how often that felt like um trying to describe bisexuality and
0: that is such an insult to bisexuals everywhere
1: Look, but 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 as a, a resident Yankees fan and bisexual, I do feel like I respect it on some level. <laughs> and and what I'm saying is, as, I feel seen by this particular analogy.
2: As a bisexual, don't you sometimes go through times where you're like, "Oh, fucking women, god," or "Oh, fucking men." Just uh, the uh, Yankees
1: are and- the cis the cis men of my sporting allegiances, in that I like them very, very much against my own will, <laughs> and I are very much question men? it a lot. Are the Giants the cis women? Oh, absolutely, Yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, bisexual first take is on fire today. That's that's the thing with the Giants, right? They can ruin my life as often as they want. They're still them. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, they're so cute. That is
0: a huge like That is absolutely women. It's like women can ruin my life over and over
1: and over again. And I'll always be like,
0: you guys are so beautiful.
1: Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Kate Blanchett and Tar. Yes ruin my life please 100 percent, absolutely 100%. open invitation like that's just so I will just say
0: I just wanted to check in on the Mets because I had a moment right after I started to talk a lot of shit about this that I was like because obviously Kissinger was a huge Yankees fan but I was like oh my god what if the Mets said something too and I am pleased to announce that the last thing that the Mets have released uh notably
1: is just happy birthday DJ Stewart <laughs> Yay! because right, the Severino signing's not even, like, the ink's not dry on no. it No! Oh, my no. God. <laughs> I'm going to be in New York in April, and the statistical likelihood that I just go to a Mets game and not a Yankees game is so high. <laughs> I love that for you. It's basically like, I... if Garrett Cole happens to be pitching on the couple days that I'm there, I'll go. But I just... I'm feeling like I might not otherwise. I mean, here's the
2: thing. I'm so alienated by this team that I grew up with. It's it's ludicrous. I never thought that it would be this, but here we are.
0: But let's all no. remember, <laughs> like, the Mets are the last people that we should believe are our baseball saviors. Like, let's ground ourselves in reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <While we do laughs> a Mets game only is not
1: going to bring you joy. <laughs> no, I mean, that's – look. Uh, this is one of those where I feel like I'm not making any plans far in advance and we'll just see how things are going like the week before I'm in town.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to feel
1: that out vibe wise. Literally, literally the, last, the, last time I, the last time I was in New York, not this past summer, but the summer before. I also, I didn't go to any baseball games despite being in town because the vibes around both teams were so rancid at the moment yep. that I was like, no, I don't. I'm going to be so mad if I pay money for this.
0: No, absolutely, because at least I think a big part of going to a Mets game at City Field is the experience of being with Mets fans who are are just like a delight, especially when the team is playing well. But when the team is as bad as they were last year, it can – Mets fans have such a vibrational pull (laughs) – You can just get sucked into that that dark depression real fast.
2: We're, it's true. The, last year, and I'll just put it as, I don't, yeah, last year. It's now last year. It's gone. It's in the past. It was It was different in that the vibes were so, so broken. Yeah. In a way that, like, because there have been plenty, plenty of bad Mets teams that have been, a joy to watch and you enjoy going out to the ballpark and spending an afternoon watching these lovable clowns. Um, (laughs) Right. This, this year was last year was was not
1: that. I think there's just such a distinct vibes difference between like, if there's a year where it's just like people get hurt and you just feel, or whatever. And you just feel like, Every bad luck thing that can happen can happen, but like you know why that the vibes there yeah. can be can be depressing, but yeah. they're like not they're not hopeless though, but the right. vibes when you're just like, this team is terrible, and I have no idea why, which is also where the Yankees were for big chunks of last year, where you're just watching it and you're like, "I don't understand why you're so broken. Like that that is a level of despair because it's like I'm not even sure what the end what the other side of this looks like. Whereas if it's just if it's like somebody got hurt or whatever, you're like, well, they'll be better. Even if it fucks up this season, like, well, you know, they'll be back, it'll be fine, like whatever. I mean, I remember recording in like late
0: June and being like, I still don't understand like what the vibe of this team is. Like it makes no sense. And it never never made any sense. And And I will say, you know, so I, on my way back from Mexico, I had a layover in Salt Lake and I had dinner with my family. And my friend Uh who I've been on this yoga retreat with came and and had dinner with my whole family. And um, obviously the Vegas race had just happened and I've been around my beautiful yoga friends who could not give less of a shit about Formula One (laughs) for a week. So I see my family and I'm like, you know, my, my dad and my youngest sister are are Formula One freaks now. And immediately I'm like, ah, the cars. and my friend goes, okay, I just have to ask, like, when you guys are watching the race, like, what are you watching? Are you just watching the cars? And we were all like, yeah, we're watching the cars go in squiggly circles. It was such a good question. And then she goes, how did you guys even like get into this? Like, have you always been into this? Like, how did this even happen? And my dad goes, the Mets were so bad and so boring that we needed something else to do.
1: (laughs) And so Ferrari was the solution. We made a
0: very healthy, normal choice. To pick a, a a franchise known for its <laughs>
2: excellence, its
0: glory, its good management, its efficiency, its championship record. <laughs> but I mean, this is the thing, and, uh, and we've talked about this before. Like, it is so different to love Ferrari and die with Ferrari during a race because I do have other investments. Like I care that Yuki Sonoda leads the race for eight laps.
1: Like that okay. was wonderful. And I think it's, I think the difference there is that you don't have like individual games. It it, right. it would be sort of like if every team was, every baseball team was playing each other at the same time somehow, like some yeah. seven dimensional chess shit. Because right. if your individual Like, you do effectively the same thing with baseball, right? If your individual team is not particularly playing well or, like, doesn't have a game that day and you just want to turn something on, like, there are other players you might root for or, like, teams you might like sort of secondarily or just, like, narratives that you might be interested in or whatever. It's just all of that is condensed into one event with the race. Right. Yeah, and it makes it, it makes it, not that watching,
0: not that loving Ferrari is, um fun um but
1: (laughs) not not that it's a recommended life choice
0: uh, right which everyone told me and I said I'm already a Mets man I know how to do this um but it is like you know when the Ferraris are falling apart I'm like okay I can invest in like Checo inevitably fucking it up I can invest in like you (laughs) like Yuki qualifying P6. Like I can invest in right. the Alpians taking each other out inevitably. Like in a way oh that God. when the, when I'm watching the Mets be horrible and do their Mets thing, you you do have to change the channel. You have to pick something else.
1: Right. Yeah. It requires a much more like active conscious disengagement right. than it does during a race. And also during a race, you don't really have to commit to another thing either. Like you can just like, Wait for a thing to happen And there's at least a mild Statistical likelihood that it will Unfortunately that's what Ferrari Banked on
0: publicly On the radio yeah. for Carlos yeah. Stein um, They literally said to him They literally said to him On the right. public radio He's like hoping what are we for doing a safety car Yep we're hoping for a safety car We're hoping for a safety car to get us P3 in the championship Thumbs up
2: As a NASCAR fan, I completely respect it. And I, you know, the whole time Yuki is out in front of the race, I am going safety car, safety car, safety car, safety car.
0: Um, yeah,
2: 100%. I'm conditioned to root for the yellow by, you know, more experience watching NASCAR. Um, and by, you know, <laughs> being really lured into Formula One by the end of 2021 and, you know, screw job though it may have been. That's the kind of screw job I am accustomed to seeing. You know, somebody, somebody's coming off the restart and that's how you decide your championship. That's what Phoenix is most years.
0: So is um, there more – when does the NASCAR season end? I think I need to get into NASCAR if it's happening now. I don't know how to get through this, this three-month stretch.
2: It's not. It starts again at Daytona Fuck. in
0: February. This is going to be rough because – Yes, I care about football. Let's all just remember that the only quarterback to beat the Eagles is Zach Wilson. So I've got that. (laughs) But I'm just like, I feel like I'm like staring down the barrel of a long, empty season. I completely forgot that that's their one loss. Oh, I have not forgotten, and I will not let anyone forget. It is. They're Carlos Sainz, bitch! They're singular (laughs) loss.
1: The the (laughs) hugest, hugest Ferrari slash Carlos Sainz energy.
0: A hundred percent. Carlos Sainz in Singapore.
1: That, being reminded of the fact that they're the, the one team that has beaten the Eagles makes me extremely... Anxious about this Eagles Niners game because I don't want to be, granted, like, look, this is everybody else too, but like, I don't want to be the the one, another team that can't beat the team that Zach Wilson beat. I realize I it's mean, not as simple as that, but still. Well, and, look, and then I it's mean, also
2: perfect. It is as good as Zach Wilson, <laughs> exactly. I think. Exactly. And, and let's
0: all remember yeah. that Zach Wilson got himself benched. Zach Wilson is no longer starting for the Jets. Like it's just ah. so it's so perfect. it's like and I have to say, of all, you know, across all my fandoms, it's like the Jets are the place that I actively love their their disasters. Like I don't want Aaron Rodgers to come back and turn the team around. I don't have any interest in that. I am interested in my sweet Mormon son, Zach Wilson, like managing to like lose in miraculous fashion to the Raiders, but like able to take <laughs> down Jalen Hurts. Like it's so funny to right. me. Absolutely hilarious.
2: I am baffled by what Aaron Rodgers has had to gain through this other than attention over the course of the season. Where now he's backing up. He's like, well, you know, it's going to depend on my health and the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, they're nowhere, never going to be anywhere near the playoffs. It looked like, you know, for a minute it looked possible. Uh,
1: And and didn't the Jets as an organization come out and say he is not playing this season? Did they? I feel like they did say pretty unequivocally. Oh, early on they did. Early on. I feel like they said it again more recently. Okay.
2: Oh. Well, anyway, he's also... not. What is, but aside from the attention, and I don't really get the purpose of the attention other than for attention's sake. <sighs> but, like, he could go on Pat McAfee's show and just talk football if he wanted to. Nobody gives a shit. I mean... Why does he have to make about, like, this fake comeback that was never, ever going to happen?
0: As of yesterday, they opened the 21-day practice window for Aaron Rodgers. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is insane.
0: It's crazy. It's absolutely so crazy. But I also think it's like... I mean, here's what Aaron Rodgers has to gain. He has very little to lose here, right? Like, if he re-injures himself, that would be really funny and he would get a lot of attention and they're not going to the playoffs anyway. And then he has a whole off season and then some to get himself like actually healed up. If he does, A, he gets attention, more attention if he can actually come back and play. If he can like win a couple games for the Jets, like, I mean, the tabloids will melt the fuck down and it will prove Aaron Rodgers like mind freak, darkness retreat, ayahuasca world correct to him and he will be like i've healed myself with my mind i only need 11 weeks to fix my achilles with my own heart chakra like it will just like i think part of it is aaron Rodgers being like no 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 like i'm a superhuman because of all my
1: weird shit oh 100% i mean that was what he was Wait, saying from the beginning
2: they did show a graphic uh and my kids were like why are they showing a graphic of that like, a graphic of the surgery and how it's different, yeah. like, what they did with him and, you know, why this can work faster, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so this still seems like you're holding it together with feathers, and if this man <laughs> gets hit once, his leg is going to explode. Like, I understand, like, yeah, okay, you can walk around, you can run around, you can maybe even do some cuts, but as somebody who had shoulder surgery, like, when I bang my shoulder on, like, walking through the door, the you know, carrying groceries into the house, like, and I bang my shoulder on the side of the door, it hurts way worse than, like, hitting the other shoulder the same way.
0: Dude, yeah. Um,
2: that is not an NFL linebacker.
0: Well, and it's I, – I, I broke my hip, like, seven years ago. I had surgery – And I think about this all the time with athlete injuries because it took me a full year to, like, actually be able to, like, go for a run again. Like, do everything I wanted to do again. And I admit, of course, like, I don't have the care that Aaron Rodgers has. He certainly, he has extremely high-level medical care. But there is something, like, you can't can't speed up, like – your body actually healing itself with better doctors. Like you can have a more successful surgery. You can have like better care. You can be like getting physical therapy a million hours a day. But like on some level, these things take the time they take.
1: Yeah. uh I don't think 11 weeks for an Achilles tear is the time it takes. Right. All all the PRP injections and bone stimulators and – all the other fancy shit that they use to try and speed up recovery doesn't really change the fact that like your body can still really ultimately only do so much. Like you can speed it up, but you can speed it up by like single digit percentage points, right. not like, by like this. orders of magnitude. I believe that like Aaron Rogers is probably able to like walk
0: up and down stairs faster than a normal person. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is ready to take the American flag and run out onto the field again.
1: But yeah, do I, mean, I want I to try? Absolutely. It would be funny.
0: My boyfriend today or yesterday, I don't remember, was like, I mean, the funniest possible outcome is that he goes out there and he re-tears it immediately.
1: Oh, 100%. Which feels super possible. It feels or... super possible because the thing with soft tissue <laughs> injuries is that they really just take a ton of time to heal no matter how you repair them. And there's very little to nothing you can do to really speed that up.
2: He goes out there and immediately tears the other one.
1: The other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be extremely funny. Man. <clears throat> I mean, and 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 it is okay. Let's play
0: a little game. Fuck, Mary, kill, Ferrari, the Mets, the Jets.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Incompetent organization, fuck, Mary, kill.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: I mean.
2: Kill the Jets, marry the Mets, fuck Ferrari.
0: I think that's probably the right choice. I think the yeah. other option is kill the Jets, fuck the Mets, marry Ferrari. Yeah. Just like a
1: fucking Ferrari, man. Yeah, it becomes a question of, of I guess, who do you think is more likely?
2: I think to Ferrari live. is way sexier than the Mets. So. But <laughs>
1: Ferrari I think is Ferrari is way sexier. But who is more likely? A better,
0: the Mets would probably make a better husband. Like they could, they could like take care of you. They would like, they would like bring you soup when you're sick, even if they were getting like big insurance yeah. from you being injured or whatever.
2: The Ferrari Mets would just already spend like, so dead? much of my so much time with me. Like we, yeah, that's that's a domestic partnership. Me and the Mets.
0: It's so true. It's so true. The Mets are a domestic partnership. Ferrari is like the like sexy side piece. You like,
2: <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> you see twenty three days a, w- a year
2: <laughs> tanning with Charles on the yacht on the deck on the deck of the yacht in Monaco.
1: (sighs) Exactly. But
0: God. If it was I mean if the question were like Charles specifically you marry him every time.
1: (laughs) Oh no no question. No question.
0: I hope he has such a restful off season. I hope he right I I hope he gets like I hope he gets like some really good therapy. Like I hope he gets like great massages i hope he like really has some time to to rest and recuperate and i wish him the very best and i hope you post a lot of hot pictures in the interim but i've got all faith in that
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like there's not much of a question about that
2: i hope he drops a record
1: I hope he drops a record. Oh my God, please.
0: I saw someone's real Spotify rap yesterday, by the way, where their top artist was Charles Leclerc. And I was.
1: (laughs) That that is a a commitment that I really respect. Because
0: here's the thing. Like, I actually listened to an interview. It was um, Red Flags Pod interviewed like a professional symphonic concerto pianist. I don't really know what their official name is. And they had her listen to Charles' song and tell her opinion of it. And she was like, it's nice. (laughs) It's not very advanced. It's the same chords
1: over and over and over again.
0: But it's so nice for him.
1: It's like a really successful composition 130 assignment (laughs) most of them at least
0: and we have to give him credit for that right like this man to pull off writing a song on the piano in the midst of all of his other shit we have to applaud him yeah i mean some,
2: uh, some musicology classes I would love.
0: Oh my god, him yeah. doing like a like a winter like a winter semester at Juilliard.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Great sweater picks that would come out of that.
0: Oh,
1: so, just, kind of, so seasonal.
0: The general content of that would be amazing. Like, just like him in class, him playing the piano, him walking through like <laughs> Lincoln Center. <laughs> Right. Fountain. Oh 100%. His posts, like, I heart New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bless. Open invitation
2: for Charlotte Claire to come to the Big Apple Circus uh, <sighs> while doing this program. At Lincoln Center.
0: By the way, last time we recorded, we were like, New York should shut down the streets and only Charles Leclerc should be allowed to drive them. And I guess that the New York City Council heard us because they have now announced a congestion pricing law um, that I think is like – I think there's several other steps that it has to go through. I, I can't remember specifically, but they listened. They said, look, you ha- like if you want to drive here, you have to pay us $15, which is basically the same idea that we had. You're Charles Leclerc, you pay the city $15. <laughs> right. Uh,
2: yeah, this is a step. It's it's just one step along the way to where we need to be. Um, and that's important. The other thing that they announced is that uh, they are working on getting some you know, better daylight at intersections so that not as many people get run over. And uh, wow, traffic deaths that. are now actually going to be... Counted in the city's uh, death statistics.
0: Fascinating. It's almost like the former mayor should have done something like Vision Zero. Maybe I would have called it to uh, <laughs> address traffic deaths. I wish somebody had done yeah. anything.
2: Um. And again, let's not credit the current mayor for. Oh, certainly. For
0: let's not credit for this, Eric uh, Adams. <laughs> Oh my God. That's sure. one thing we won't be doing around these parts.
1: Yeah. You do not have to hand it to him or Henry Kissinger. Well. <laughs> you simply do
0: not have to hand it to him.
2: I I would like to hand one thing to Eric Adams, and and that is, um, you know, somebody needs to replace Franz Toast as uh, race <laughs> director for Alphatari.
0: Oh, my God. I think Eric
2: Adams would be delightful at that get him out of new york uh he loves to travel the world as we know um and he is the kind of character who could thrive in formula one i think
0: i think that's such a good point once again to to credit Red Flags odd with this take. Um, They always say that like Donald Trump should be in Formula One. Formula One is the place for that kind of person, that kind of like billionaire. Well, let's not call Donald Trump a billionaire, that kind of millionaire narcissist. Like there's a safe place for them that's not like the leader of the United States of America. It's Formula One. And 100% Eric Adams could absolutely slot himself right in there being like I'm a vegan who sometimes eats meat but actually it's my kid's salmon in the fridge and I definitely don't live in New Jersey and everyone would be like
1: perfect you're in <laughs> the funniest part though in both of those instances is that everyone would hate them Yes. Yeah. and it would be it would drive both of them so absolutely insane like the Desperation with which they would want the like uh, acceptance and respect of like Total Wolf would be so fucking funny. And there is no power on earth that could make it happen.
0: Total Wolf like, I know that Eric Adams was the mayor of New York, but it's clear that he doesn't know anything
1: about Formula One car racing. (laughs) Right, right. He would he he would just be perpetually like a disappointed dad voice. Like I can't believe really let this loser in. Who? It, right, right. Christian just continually pretends to not know who he is, no matter how many times he's told. Pretend. I feel like it, Christian. It would go in one ear and out the other. <laughs> That's very true. He might literally not know who he is for the entire season. Jesse, by chance,
0: did you bring our um our our kindergarten board assessments. We can also do this another time.
2: No, I, I did not. Um, That's we, good. We I should dedicate we a whole that, uh, episode
0: to it next week or whenever. What,
2: what I'd like to do for, for a little season wrap up, I think, is just go. I, I will go uh, up through the standings and, and we can just share our little thoughts on, on everybody's season. Um <laughs> 22nd place, we had Nick DeVries with zero points.
0: Okay. (laughs) I don't think we need to say anything else. (laughs) 22nd place. (laughs) Oh, God. It feels so long ago. I I feel so bad for him. My little sister is about to graduate from high school and has been trying to think of fun, like, senior quotes. And she wants to do a Formula One-related one. And has thought of several good ones, one of which being like high school went faster than a Ferrari pit stop. Ha ha ha. Um, The other was, the other she thought of was, um, I'm out of here like Max Verstappen in Q1 in Singapore.
1: (laughs) I love both of those desperately.
0: My suggestion, because she has got major senioritis big time. She, like, doesn't go to school. My suggestion for her was was senioritis so bad I'm Nick DeVries.
1: (laughs) Oh, God bless.
0: God bless him. I I wish him all the best. (laughs) I really do feel bad for him. I wish him all the best in other racing series.
2: Maybe staying in Formula One. Uh, In 21st place this season was, with one point, racing for our hearts, it did turn out, (laughs) racing for us, the United States. (laughs) Logan Sargent.
0: You know, 100%, he may not have won any race other than the race for our hearts, and... I hope he stays. I hope he stays so deeply. I never I, thought I, I would too. end the season feeling this way. I'm like,
1: no, God, love him. What a treat. And I will say, uh, he got much better as the season went along. So like, we had we had a positive trajectory, um, and he got much more interesting as the season went along too. I think I think as yeah. he sort of settled in. I think I still think he's gotta lean into the Florida man thing though. Like he's just gotta lean into being so intensely American.
0: Well, and his best moments were when he leaned into the meme of being Logan Sargent and being like, right. I actually do know what a <laughs> kilometer is. Like I, right. I love I love that I and and I think that um there's just something. I w- okay. What I will say is, recently my Instagram was like, "Hey, don't you think Logan Sargent is sexy?" And I was like, "Uh, no." <laughs> You're like, I do, I do not. Thanks for. Asking. I was getting like
1: thirst trap videos of him, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" That is that is so funny. I, I desperately need to know who's responsible for that. Cause...
0: I will I will try to find them and send them to you, but I did not like them. I was like, I'm going to scroll past this. I do not want right. my fam to think that this is what I'm looking for. Right, no, you're like, I don't want to teach this the them. lessons.
2: I can see him being like the sexy American to Formula One fans somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't go to Formula One for sexy Americans. Like, I have, like, (laughs) I can get those anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
2: Why we have the Mets, goddammit.
0: Exactly. I'm like, I I go to Francisco Lindor for that. Thank you very much.
2: We have, you know, Pete Alonso, who's not necessarily sexy in a Formula One way, but in his own. Special New York
0: first baseman sexy for sure. Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. in a lot of ways, I do think Logan Sargent is a little bit baseball sexy. Like, he, he could be dropped oh, yeah. into a baseball team and I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. But I'm like, sorry. Like, you're up against literally Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc,
1: babe. Right. Wake up. Yeah, I, th- I think there is 100% a, an only mildly alternate reality where Logan Sargent played... Logan Sargent went to, like, one of the um like went to IMG or something for high school and played baseball and then ended up like playing baseball at Miami or something. Yep. Yep.
2: Also a rookie who stole our hearts this year in 20th place on the F one grid. Two points in not as many races as anybody else. Uh Liam Lawson.
0: Liam Lawson. Uh, he was delightful. What he a delight! Is, he is delightful. The only driver I've ever met and spoken to in person, and boy, was he so sweet and cute. I really hope he gets a seat. He deserves one.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where that seat would. I can The only possibility is weird... if Logan gets fired. Right, which. I don't really want that to happen either. I don't want that to happen either.
0: I mean, the answer to all of these problems is Andretti. Yeah.
2: Well, in 19th place, we have uh, the American entry O'Current uh, from Haas, Kevin Magnuson, three points.
1: <laughs> Classic American. Classic American. Did- I have nothing to say about Kevin <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have I have no real feelings about K mac Um other than his little girl is extremely cute.
0: Wait, is that K Mag's or is that Nico's?
1: Well they both have daughters, but uh K Mag's daughter is the one who always like helps him put on his gloves and like Oh cute, okay. Yeah, yeah that's I cute. think I think his daughter's a little bit younger
0: than Nico's. Tough year for Haas. They look like a bunch yeah. of wankers
1: but they got points, which is more than they can say in a number of recent years. so: <laughs> And
2: uh, also just kind of there was Nico Hulkenberg with nine, while um, with six, we had uh, tying for 17th and 18th. Uh, Joe was sixth, and uh, Joe was officially 18th, I should say was six, and Danny was uh, officially 17th with six.:
0: I also have very little to say about Joe. There's there I I no no disrespect, but it's very like go girl, give us nothing.
1: <laughs> he's he's very fashionable. He's um, so chic. His his fits are impeccable. I just uh, Alfa Romeo, it's just so forgettable, like across the board yep. this year. Well, we it's have like to... you could just very easily forgot they existed.
0: We have the race in China next year, so I would love to see Joe have a really.
1: Fabulous home race. I think yeah, I love that. I I always sort of root for guys to have good races at their home race. Like, you know, get within within certain limits. Um because it's just it's a nice it's nice. It's a nice thing.
2: And Danny had six. I feel like that's
0: we've said to see him back. We've said a lot about Danny. Glad to see him back. He really, he does add something to this sport. I can't deny it. It's just- He does. He brings something fun. The other drivers clearly love him. Have you guys seen that clip from Abu Dhabi in the pit lane when Max on the radio goes, Daniel and I are having a bromance. He's waving at me, making a heart with his hands. (laughs) Oh my God. Like Daniel actually makes Max so much like- more likable that like that like that's a superpower he brings out the best in him
1: yeah
2: tough tough to do (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um well we mentioned alfa romeo really go girl give us nothing uh valtteri Botas, uh 10 points 15th place um and i'll pair him up with our other you know just Nice character. Nothing uh, on race day uh, for the most part, except for this last race where he led led those laps. Uh, Yuki with seventeen points.
0: Yuki, absolutely, I have to say, at least gives us insanity on the radio like every single oh. week.
1: Creative profanity.
0: Creative profanity. No oh, good. No question. And uh, you ju- I just like much like Valt. I actually think him and Valtry are like a good pairing here. Like much like Valtry, like. I want so much more out of both of them. I want to see them race well. I'm always excited when they pop up on my Instagram. I want even more of it. I I wish them both the absolute very best next season, and I would love to see them both on the podium at some point.
2: I feel like Valtteri's role this season was sort of like that reality show character who's been there for a bunch of seasons. Um, but isn't that involved in this year's plot? So you just kind of go to them for like they cut to them for like all of the um, the explication.
0: Right. It's um, a very um, late season new Real Housewives of New York Bethany.
2: <laughs> like all these confessionals and but then they're like hardly ever in any of the action. Yeah. I'm yeah. just having a really hard time. Like, it's not yeah, I, I want better for him than that. Exactly. Same. So, yeah. Uh, Alex Albon was thirteenth with twenty-seven points.
1: I impressive mean,
2: to get twenty-seven points in that Williams. I think.
0: Yeah, that's that is very,
1: that's impressive.
0: I, well, I mean, and Williams ended where in the standings? They ended, I think, like seventh. Uh, they
2: they did they they. Got the three-point edge over Alphatari.
0: I mean, that's incredible because all – I mean, all but one of those points was
1: solely Alex Albon. Right. And they, I, they weren't getting a lot of contributions from both drivers.
0: <laughs> and I feel like he got so much out of that car. Alex Albon was a driver that really
1: –
0: I just – couldn't help but fall in love with and root for this year. I want the very best for him. I love his cute, wonderful golf pro girlfriend, Lily. I love, love that relationship. I love his attitude. I love that he's clearly such a great driver who got fucked by Red Bull. Like, I just, I, I love him. I, another person that I want the moon and stars for next season,
1: for sure. Yeah. him, Him keep on keeping on about the way he got done pretty dirty by red bull is uh the kind of thing you want to root for i think because you can't help it like what that, a little angel. <laughs> yeah that, there's a there's a there's a kevin gossman element to the whole scenario where it's like you just get sort of hosed like you sort to of get dropped into the deep end of the pool immediately and you just sort of get screwed by your first organization and you just like you're you either walk away or you have to like dig your heels in and find a way around it and find your next your next act, such as it were. So, uh, I would really love to see
0: Williams like really get their shit together with the car and get like a full on Alex Albon revenge season.
1: I feel like Williams is unlikely to make that. I don't happen, think it can happen. But- I don't think it can happen in that car. It would, it would make me really happy though. Like Williams is just, uh, it's Williams. It's Williams. But love him.
2: Uh, I think that that continues with it's Alpine for uh, (laughs) Pierre and Esteban with 62 and 58 respectively. Congratulations to Pierre for uh, winning that in-team battle and, and finishing in 11th.
0: You know, I was just thinking the other night, I, I have like nothing to say about Ocon. Clearly they all hate him. I can't wait to see Drive to Survive when these drivers just clearly want nothing to do with him for whatever reason. He seems, they, they seem to not get along. And I, I just have to say, Pierre, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how we wish Valtteri had been more of a player this season, I wish Pierre had been more of a player this season. Where Absolutely. was he? Like there, there was, he had that one podium, I think, in Spa. Yeah, and and it was just like he didn't even give us content. He didn't even give it like the only Alpine memory I can even call out is that one when they crashed into each other and took each other out.
1: Well, I mean because that Alpine was garbage. Like that that car was a hot mess. Hundred percent. I definitely uh, do a
2: hot mess. Oh, go ahead, but...
1: I would say I definitely do want more for Pierre though. Like, yeah. I think he's, I think he's got the talent. I just think he hasn't been, again, much like Alex Albon, has not been really put in a position to succeed. And I mean,
0: yeah, very seriously, exactly like
1: Alex Albon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like down to Alex Albon being photoshopped onto, uh, Dude, Pierre
0: that, that <laughs> is like my fucking Roman Empire, that scene from Drive to Survive, when they photoshopped totally him. Are you Right. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I love
2: it. I was going to say, speaking of a hot mess, you know who finished 10th in the driver's
0: standings? Who finished 10th
2: in
0: the driver's 74 standings.
2: points. Is it Lance? It sure is.
0: Yeah! Oh, God bless. <laughs> uh. I mean, what a ride. What a journey with our Lancey boy. I mean, <laughs> it's just been, it's, I just, okay. So I was, I was pitching, I'm in hard sell mode on Formula One for all of my friends right now. I'm like, great time to buy in. You can, you know, you can watch all all of Drive to Survive in the off season. You can be right up to speed on March 2nd, like really in hard sell mode. And I'm telling my friend and I'm like, the cars, they're amazing. Like la la la. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. And I'm like, oh, by the way, There's this one boy whose dad owns the team. And
1: and she was like, oh. Right. (laughs) Right. If you're trying if you have somebody who likes reality shows, who you're trying to get on board, that element of it is the one to to sell, I think. It's so messy. It's so messy. It's so important for this realm.
0: And then I mean, just the the I have to imagine that the Stroll family drive to survive storyline this season is going to be amazing. Like for, we have that like insane peak for Aston Martin at the start of the season where Alonzo is like podium, 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 podium while Lance is like midfield. This like huge gap develops between the two of them. Then like there's this, you know, crash for Aston Martin Lance has the full-on fucking meltdown that culminates with him shoving his trainer (laughs) with absolutely zero consequences, like, talking shit on live TV. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the season, Lance is like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm God. Like, he goes 19th to 6th at Vegas. Like, he put together some good goddamn races out there. And it's just like, confounding oh and by the way in the middle of all of this there were rumors that his dad was going to sell the team and fire him so I, this has to be
2: and that he was going to retire from the sport entirely and maybe play tennis maybe
0: play tennis maybe play tennis i'm so thankful for lance stroll
2: and then he also grew that weird beard at the end
0: okay i kind of thought the weird beard was sexy i think i said that last week
2: yeah we we all disagreed about that That's it's hot. okay.
0: i stand by it yeah
2: uh unquestionably hot but a question of whether it's appropriate for us to say that because he's so young ninth place Oscar Piastri oh, I was point. just going to
1: say <laughs> where this is going oh god bless. I'm sorry he he posted some pictures the other day where I was like I need to I I need to find Jesus cuz this feels so wrong cuz that man could be my child well let
0: me pull up his instagram for research purposes
1: um, oh, I love him. I feel like this is this is the biggest challenge of your when you hit, when you hit your early 40s. <laughs> when you because suddenly those like 20 ish year olds are young enough to be your child. And that's a whole set of realizations that are uncomfortable.
0: I mean, I am just So. I remember the moment that I fell in love with him. Um we're gonna have to speed up because Britt has a meeting, but I'll, I'll say this and then we can it, it, which is funny because the ones we're really gonna want to talk about are at the end. But you I remember the exact moment I fell in love with Oscar Piastri, which is I think when we were in Zandvoort maybe, when the jet got like the guy on the jet pack crashed and they cut to Oscar yes. Piastri yes. doing the whole office reaction. <laughs> that was the moment that I was like.
2: I love the his best guy. face. The best face. You know, uh, it's, let's wrap it up for today with this one and we can. Okay. We can that's a great a idea.
0: Two. Then we can get to the rest of the grid next time. That's a good idea.
2: We can get to the rest of the grid next time because that will, uh, there were seven drivers with 200 or more points. Uh, Carlos was seventh. Should have been higher. The last two races were disastrous. Carlos. Uh yeah, so let's let's recover from that and we'll talk about the top 7 next week. Uh let's finish off this one with uh I think we have some some divergence of opinion here on on George Russell. 8th place, <laughs> 175 points.
1: My favorite yeah. driver. 8th <laughs> place? That's actually worse than I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Not not great.
0: You know, I am feeling really um I'm feeling really affirmed in my opinion (laughs) change over the season i've actually seen a lot of like f1 content creators making this point recently and i'm like okay we get it you listened to casual diehard and stole my take that like (laughs) george is like such george is such an important character on the grid like he is so vital he is Every, and I've seen a lot of compilations of the memes that George alone has spawned this season. And they're just like endless. I'm so thankful for him. He's so funny. And boy, do I wish that Charles had pulled off that little Checo team, team up moment to fuck over Mercedes.
1: Ugh. Oh my God. Right.
2: Britt, I want to hit you with this take um, that in the current, world of Formula One and college football, George Russell, is Texas A&M. <laughs> um,
1: is I, I can't really disagree with that. That's a compelling point.
2: Just so much like so un- uniquely like um, well, let's, let's just go with all the money um, but thinks that he should be world champion. And I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't see how that's ever gonna happen and how I how you was ever, forecast
1: uh, a podium. That,
0: that
1: I'm yeah. sorry. That is
0: one of the funniest things. It's one of the best so, radios of all season. I was like forecast a podium. Like, buddy. Buddy. I will never get over. It. I'm like, what do you think this is, hon? You don't get forecast, you don't get forecast a podium. You have to f- fucking earn it. Like it's so I mean, the the George radios are endless. Like, tell me if there's an A&M comparison in this one. But one of the other ones that lives rent-free in my mind forever is when they were, like, trying to give him some instruction. And Checo was right behind him. And he radios back. He goes, I don't know if you can tell, but I've got a call right up my ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: I don't know if they're, they're – the A&M part of that is this idea that, like, of course – how are you not aware that the world revolves around us and right. me? Yes. I am the main character here. Oh, honey, you're not. Because, like <laughs> –
0: right. right. That's so out. George. That's so George. It's like he gets, to, he gets to every race and he's like, I'm the main character here. And it's like, baby, you came in eighth place.
1: <laughs> right. Oh god. I feel like we should have known the first time we saw that intro sequence with <gasps> the, with the with him leaning on the walls. Uh I feel like we should have known what we were we had in store from that moment cuz that really did just set the tone for the whole experience.
0: Well, and the other thing about George is he's aware of his own meme ability. Like he's – like often when there's a George meme, George then recreates it. And he's, right. aware, he's aware of the jokes. He's aware of the memes. He embraces it in a really fun way. And so I'm just praying. I'm just praying that he will one-up himself somehow next year and give us something incredible in that opening pose. And I I believe in him. George, I believe in you.
2: we will all eagerly await next year's that's the most for me that that's one of the most exciting things like i can watch plenty of racing there's like youtube and they're to survive but what is the intro sequence going to look like next year
0: i mean exactly. I, I, I was having that exact thought this morning and there's several the other one that i just need that I, I need is uh, to char- for Charles to one-up the boy band, like, hand against the wall, like, look behind.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the Backstreet Boys single cover. <laughs> did you know that, that was his idea? Like, who told him to do that? I, just, I, I, I hope it was his idea, because it's so because much funnier if it was. The T-pose, George obviously thought about himself. obviously oh, yeah. I, I feel Charles... confident that, that was his idea. Charles, I'm like,
0: I feel like somebody maybe was like, What if you put your hand against the wall and you look back? And he
1: was like, Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because a, he's very good at following instructions.
2: Yeah. Like-
1: he, he's also very good at following instructions that he thinks are stupid. So that's highly possible. <laughs> I mean, we should close
0: out on one of the all time radios that encapsulates everything. I learned about being a Ferrari fan, which is Max finishes the race. He starts to do donuts and into Ferrari. And he says, I do some burnouts. And Ferrari says back, no, no burnouts straight to the grid. And he says, not even this for
1: fuck's sake. (laughs) No, the, the best part of that is that he asked if he could do burnouts twice before poor going baby. to oop oh, sake just like oh you can't baby. even give him that one thing
0: well and and i just fucking hope that it was because of like low fuel and they didn't want him to like get disqualified or something, something but like yeah. you like you already lost second place in the constructors let the poor kid do some goddamn
1: burnouts right god bless not even this, for fuck's sake! I hope they let him do burnouts before they packed up the car after that last round of tire testing the other day.
0: Our poor boy, our sweet boy.
1: Him- well, on that note, <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> we
2: will, uh, we will, we will talk more joyously about Charles and and the highlights of his season for in sure. the next episode. Until then, uh, tell your friends to listen to Casual Die Hard. We're on Spotify now. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all the places you see your podcast. I did not do a podcast business segment today uh, for us, but go to CasualDieHard.com. It's currently linking to the Baltimore pillow that I designed.
1: Love uh, that. that. Lily
2: has. Um, it's delightful. An Orioles-themed Old Bay uh, pillow for your man cave, she shed, or Thadium. <laughs> uh right. Copyright Brit, uh, don't steal. It's out there now. It's the title of the last episode. So we got that on lock, and we will continue to try to develop our business. Uh, Start to. We're getting there. You're listening to us. You know what the deal is. So uh, we will be back here next time. See you later. Love you.